What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Girl Love Live podcast. Weekly content and conversations aimed to inspire and equip you to grow in the gospel, love like family, and live on mission in the everyday stuff of life. Matt Carlson here with Dom Nuncio. Hello, Dom, hello, hello. Every, you know, when I, we say that every episode, aim to inspire. Do you think? Do you think people are inspired by by this fans? music right now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Mm. So inspired. I think we're the only podcast that comments on our little intro song <laughs> as much as so cheesy. That's anyway, fine. but uh, welcome everyone. It's good to be back in studio. We've been a little absentee over the line on last week. We sorry we missed that episode, but uh, it's good to be back in here. And I just got to give out a little heads up. We just had lunch, mm. and I think we we've told we've told ourselves let's not do the podcast after lunch. Because you get the, what do we call the after lunch slunch? Yeah. <laughs> the sleepies. Dude, so I have no idea what this uh, this episode is going to bring. You know, I think last time was fish tacos and this time was a uh, little ramen and Dude. Y- yakisoba. Yakisoba! So good. It was that, that was actually a fantastic lunch. Yeah. I mean, my soul was nourished. Mm. My body was nourished. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Where's our cricket sound? <laughs> uh, I don't know which one it is. Oh, wrong one. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, hello, everyone. Uh, it's a lovely, lovely Monday so here good. in Southern California, and we are excited to be back in studio. What, Dom, what's going on in your world? What do we need to talk about? Do we need to process anything, dude? Come on. Well, you know, we were gone because uh, Easter's, mm-hmm. and uh, that was fun. Easter was rad, bro. Yeah, I had it was Easter is my favorite, like we said before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Good Friday was cool too. The Good Friday was a new. We tried something new, and for me, <laughs> I love change and yeah. I love trying new things. You love change. I love change. Like like ma- macro change in life or micro change or both, all of the above. It depends on what it is, but I I tend to like change mm-hmm. and not changing is hard for me yeah did you want to unpack that a little bit no you want to talk about <laughs> relationship with your dad <laughs> <laughs> no. um no i just like change so yeah. even like something simple if i if there's no change in my life you all of a sudden see me with like a mustache or something because i just like get bored that, of my beard and then wow I, dude that makes sense a lot every because you grow your facial hair at a like at a, it's a, a spiritual weird, gift. it's a superhero yeah yeah, yeah speed yeah, yeah and there's always a change i love it That's, yeah so it's like, oh, I can at least add some dimension of change to my life without mm. having to like blow everything apart and start all over again. Did you rearrange your room uh, as a kid a lot? No, but Tara does. Tara mm. will rearrange like a full house. Like in the middle of the night, you'll be like, wow, why are we walking <laughs> into the couch right now? Like, it's not where the couch was. You know, she like draws it on paper what she wants to do, but then it's, wow. but, it's very organized. And but then she's like, but I have to see it. Uh huh. <laughs> so why did you draw it on paper? Yeah, just so she can. It's her process, you know. Everyone's got their process. Yeah. So anyway, Good Friday I liked because it was changed. It was something different. Mm-hmm. Sea coasters, you let us know, and uh, you can let us know in the Twitter sphere. I think <laughs> <laughs> we, got a new, we got a new owner of Twitter Dude. officially. So yeah, Mr. Musk. Yeah, there's. I think maybe no more fact checking, so you can let us know what you think about yeah, it. Yeah. So as of today, let's timestamp this episode. Yep. As of today, Elon Musk now owns Twitter. 
and bought it for a pretty penny. Yeah. I don't, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I don't know all the implications of, of that. I don't know how do you, how you buy Twitter. I don't know how that works. I didn't know it was for sale. But. <laughs> in the classifieds. Yeah, just in the class. Is it on Craigslist or, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've got some stuff I want to sell. Maybe mm. you'll buy my, my extra guitars and amps over there. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, do you have any thoughts or any hot takes on what that means when someone buys Twitter? <laughs> well, it's just been interesting to watch. This has nothing to do with Good Friday, but... Um, or growing or, in the gospel. Or growing in the gospel. <laughs> but maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's just interesting that I've seen like two takes on the two hot takes that I've seen about him potentially buying it before it became official was uh, it's going to be a, a place of free speech and now we can kind of stop censoring everything and everybody and... I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, um, and then there's the other part where it's like, now you're just going to have crazies say whatever and a bunch of misinformation. Mm. So those are kind of the two. We, you mean we will have to think for ourselves as um, if something's true or not? Wait, what are you saying that? <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to go to a place where everything I read is true. I don't want to have to think for myself. No, no, no. True. Uh. Yes. Yeah. True. Give me the hot takes. <laughs> Give me the true hot takes. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does, but let us know what you think, because I think you could probably let us know what you think now. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, the, the reason we haven't been getting a lot of, um, you know, listener mail on Twitter is because of just so much regulation. It's a pretty and, controversial podcast. and uh, Yeah, and it's just been blacklisted. It's not, they don't want it to show up. Demonetized. We're just, yeah, we do this because we love it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Oh. You, you have a thought of, on the Twitter before we get back to Good Friday? I, to me, okay, people don't, I don't know. Again, I don't know what's all at play here. I don't know what's the implications of all, all of this is, are. But to me, it feels like a win. I, when it just feels like a lot of the people uh, who don't want this to happen, who are upset that this would happen, um, like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> 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 I don't know to put it simply. I just, to me, it feels like, okay, cool. Like, you know, it seems like what you were saying, there's a place of bringing free speech and allowing people just let the internet be the internet. And yeah, I don't know, dude, I don't really ultimately don't really care, but it is fascinating that someone just bought Twitter. Yeah. Do you use Twitter at all outside of for girl of live? <laughs> <laughs> I actually do. I do. So I am, I am a little invested. Um, I want to say I was early enough onto the Twitter sphere mm-hmm. to where my my handle my username is just my name matt carlson wow. it's not matt carlson underscore z five two nine six five nine or it, it it's matt carlson wow and there's a lot of matt carlson's out there so i was the first matt carlson to sign up on twitter take, back in 2008 take that matt carlson's yeah <laughs> take that matt underscore Four, carlson three five six <laughs> two eight five c3po pi so uh, I do. I use it for just getting, you know, the, I love like whatever's trending, just to kind of give up, get a pulse on what's going on because hmm. it's usually coming across there before. And I, I don't go to, the, um, I don't watch the news, you know, unless I want to see something kind of more um, video or, the, you know, as, as a story develops, yeah. you know, you go to the news to kind of catch different glimpses of it. But just for a, you know, hey, 30,000 foot view, here's what's going on, what's being talked about. And sometimes like, literally doesn't even matter in this life um so whatever uh yeah I'm, i've never used it really bro it was bro. i know i just it uh it always seemed like a place where it was just like a 
dumpster fire of opinions. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> just a bunch of rants. And I just was like, I don't, I, I guess productive stuff happens on there. I don't know. So I, hmm. the fact that Elon owns it doesn't really affect my day to day, but I do like the fact at least of, I, I haven't loved the canceling and silent. Like I just, I haven't yeah, loved yeah. that part of the last couple of years. Hmm. Um, I, I'm so like, relational and conversational with people that anything that's like shutting down conversation like that is just not me gusta. Yeah. So, hmm. so if that shifts and I, I, I still won't be on there, but like, <laughs> I hope that more thoughtful conversation can happen or at least unfiltered. I think that's the appeal of it, I guess mm. it's like unfiltered conversations happening with each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the marketplace of ideas, you know, mm. that's not, let's not win arguments by shutting down the opposing side of things, but allow, allow the conversation to happen and people to make up their own minds. Mm. And I get it. There's a, there is a the threat of misinformation, but misinformation is only misinformation. If you don't think for yourself and, you know, dig in, um, there's a lot, even so bring it into the church world. There's a lot of things that we're told in the church mm. that, you know, like some of it, can't, I mean, it's not always the truth. You know, or it's a, it's a different interpretation of, of something. And so we always, we have to think for ourselves. We have to go back to, you know, as, as it relates to scripture, you know, we have to say, what does the Bible say about itself? And is this contradicting something else that, you know, this other point that it's making and, you know, to be like the noble Bereans, you know, mm. and not just accept it because it was said by somebody uh, on stage yep. uh, that, um, but look into it for yourself. And so that to me seems like the, the most fair environment. And, you know, if we can cultivate that across, you know, the internet where people can have that exchange, if yes, it's ugly. Um, <laughs> the, internet, the internet has always been that the, in the chat rooms, right? For sure. Uh, well, the anonymity or even just, you know, Matt Carlson underscore whatever, whatever it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Would you actually say that to somebody's face or is it just much easier to type it in? 140 characters or is it 240 now or whatever it is? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of the, the stuff you're, you're firing these shots at people you'll never see in person. And right. so easy to hide behind your computer and your keyboard and so super emboldened to say whatever. Yeah. yeah. But still the ideas can be thrown out there and people can, can make their minds up. Um, and I guess some people are threatened by that, but mm-hmm. we have to allow for that to happen for the free exchange of ideas. You know, so Dom, get your ideas out there, bro. Dude, get, I'm get excited. Your, get, get your tweeties. It, it made me think of the church that I grew up in. I remember like being in the bookstore, you know, by the tape ministry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the pastor would be standing back. The pastor would be like standing there talking to people mm-hmm. and people would like be in line to talk to him, you know, and some people would overhear it be like, you said Psalm 72, four, but it's actually Psalm 74, two, you know, and he's like, <laughs> oh, you know, like at first I'd be like, why is that person so weird? But then at the other part, I was like, mm. oh, it's cool. They were actually paying attention. They did what you just said. They yeah. didn't take everything at face value. They were sitting there with their Bible going, is that what that says? I'm lost because he said the wrong verse. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, just to, you know, so in a loving way, it could be like, hey, just to correct you, like, you just told 3,000 people the wrong verse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and now it's going on your tape. Now it's on your tape. <laughs> so. Well, shoot. Well, shoot. Yeah, that's just iron sharpening iron right there. Dude, thank you. you. Know, we have to give that, that honest feedback. and Thank you, Brian. <laughs> okay, so Dude, anyway, the, so good Friday. Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, non sequitur. <laughs> like, uh, but that was rad. I and I love change. Yeah, yeah, I love change, and I love that we tried something new. And I think did we talk about this on on uh, the old podcast here? Did we talk about what we did? No, we talked before Easter happened. Oh, okay. So we recorded before Good Friday actually happened. Ooh, yeah. So so yeah. we just did different stations. It was experiential. It was multi sensory. Yeah. Let's let's describe this. My mom listens to the podcast. Hi, mom. Oh. And she was not there on Good Friday. She lives in Colorado, mom. and uh, she's not returning my calls right now. So let I have to I mean any of this information has to come to the okay. podcast. She's, I'm just kidding, mom. I love you. Mom, I heard you like my laugh. Thanks so much. Aww. She texted me this morning saying, um, uh, what did she say? Was it yesterday? It was mine yesterday. But she commented on how much she loves he- hearing our little banter. And she does love your laugh. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I'll throw some ha-ha's in in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so good Friday. Walk us through, walk- Maddie. Walk- what what happened? So we I both like, like it. I feel like I keep interrupting That's you. That's okay. This is this is how we actually talk over it's lunch. It's a free exchange of ideas. <laughs> Eat your noodles. We got to get our characters in one way or the other. <laughs> um, it was yeah. So stations. We had six stations, mm-hmm. and each station represented everything from the fall to ultimately the end was um, communion mm-hmm. and celebrating the cross and staying we, there. But yeah, you can walk us through the stations. Station one was, well, oh, is that humming? Here, humming. A hummingbird. A, a car. Gotcha. Uh, no, the yeah, the first station was um, the people coming into the room and that they're being kind of taken back to the purpose of Good Friday, mm-hmm. right? And the whole purpose began with the fall of man, and so we kind of created a little garden vibe there. A little apple for everybody, dude. A little apple because we all know it was an apple on the apple on the tree, not a pomegranate. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hot take too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how you bite into a pomegranate. Be rough. Yeah, yeah. Not very flavorful, dude. So the yeah, but the idea is was it began in a garden, mm-hmm. and um, the fall of man. And what's cool is that we see you know many, 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 many centuries later, Jesus is in a garden, and where Adam failed in the, the original, the first garden, mm-hmm. Jesus succeeds. And the whole that was the thread that we wove through every station was mm-hmm. Jesus in my place right that where so where adam failed jesus succeeded and he did that in my place and i just kind of skipped at the end real quick uh station six mm-hmm. was communion and yeah. it was kind of a cool thought of bookending the entire experience yep. where everything began with you know the fall of man came the sin entered at the world through eating that our rescue is remembered through eating shout out katie lothan for uh Katie, Katie brought, brought she it home came with that little tagline right there. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it, was, it, was awesome. no, it was, yeah, it's such a, such a sweet, uh, vivid picture of eating to remember, you know, the, at the Lord's supper, we're eating to remember the sacrifice, but it's just kind of a cool book ended totally. experience of this whole thing, like went to crap because of eating and guess what? We're eating to remember the rescue. Yeah. What I loved specifically about that, because everything was self-guided in it. So people walked in, it was in our experience, you and I are on walkie-talkies. You're outside. I'm indoor. <laughs> There's like hazer, and it's dark, and it's like this low soundtrack ooh, the whole time. And we're just like, <laughs> send five more in, you know? <laughs> so that was most of my experience on Good Friday, if I'm, if I'm honest. But yeah, well, speaking of change, that was a fun change. I love to yeah, it was totally, have you in my ear. Totally. And- Say that again. The, this, it was the, the closest, night. the closest to secret service that you and I will ever yeah. get. The, the whole night was say that again. 
Say that again. <laughs> what, dude? What'd you say? <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to be quiet. People are taking communion right now. <laughs> say it again. Uh, um, but but what I did love is everything was self guided. But then the last station, like, it was cool to remember the eating. But then it also like spoke to like relationship at least mm-hmm. for me because now all of a sudden there was a live person on the like for the first time and it you know most people took 20 minutes to half an hour to walk through it. It was the first time like when I stood there and started serving communion, people didn't see me for <laughs> their reading, you know, they're yeah. it's dark. They're like, what's this? And I'm like looking at them, like smiling, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. There's a little jump scares going on. It could have been the mask and the chainsaw that I had, but I don't know. <laughs> but I love that there was a relationship and there was a sense of like his body given for you, you know, like it was just mm-hmm. so fun to, to see that, to see life groups praying for each other, dads, doing that with their kid, you know, it's just like a really sweet experience. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I loved the whole thing. Cause we at least tried something. Do we do it again? Maybe like I, I'm less like married to like, we have to do that. That's what it's got to be every year. Mm-hmm. But what I did love is we tried something. The team did something fun. I think the church showed up in numerically in a cool way, but then also I felt like experientially they really, like yeah, had a meaningful time together. It's been a long time since I've seen a line pile up outside on the plaza. And the part of me felt bad, you know, like, oh man, people are showing up here and it's turning into the DMV, you know, like this long line waiting to get in. But it was really sweet because everyone, unlike the DMV, you're in line and you're just getting to know you know, the people around you, I, you know, we were putting people into groups and sending them all in together. Mm-hmm. I was getting photos of everyone as they're entering in. And it was just such a sweet thing that seeing people meet new people and connect. And so everyone was, it seemed like everyone was having a good time uh, before they entered into the experience. But then I was, one thing I was bummed about was that I had low grade jealousy of uh, the people. It's like Jonathan, you know, one of our pastors here uh, was on the, was standing near the door as people were at, exiting mm. and i just would have loved to have heard stories and like how was that for you and how mm. was that experience uh to get some of the feedback and all that uh but it was it was really fun to see the turnout yeah it was a great friday some would say it was good <laughs> <laughs> hmm. yeah and then easter was you know easter was just like that was that was super just fun. fun and celebrate Love seeing everybody get dressed up and like come and, you know, for some of us, like what I love Seacoast was to see some of it kind of was like to see a large majority of our church that was all together in a room for the first Mm. time in a while. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with COVID, but also sometimes like you go to a different service, uh, sometimes just because of the nature of life, like, you know, most people aren't coming four times a month, you know, if statistically, I think it's like 1.3 times a year or 1.3 times a month, people come, you know, not just Seacoast, but the church. So that means like once or twice a month you're coming, but mm-hmm. so it's like, Oh, we see X amount of people on a normal Sunday, but then all of a sudden Easter showed up and it's like, Oh, there's the family. Like, that's cool. Yeah. And it was, a, yeah, that was the 1.3 turned out on Sunday. Yeah. Easter. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> no, I don't the 1.3 came the whole, whatever. <laughs> dude, I don't know. We're not. We're I'm not just trying to figure out how you come 0.3. Um, <laughs> not get it. You send it. your dog or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> With your 2.4 kids or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It was fun. And it, it like, 
I, you never get tired. I don't get tired of hearing like the gospel preached, seeing mm-hmm. baptisms. Mm-hmm. We had a really sweet baptism, you know, time to see people getting dunked and yeah. So such a fun fun Sunday. Yeah, and I don't remember uh, us doing baptisms on Easter in the past. And I think that was a new change like uh, this year, and that was really really fun. It seems like that should be just a, that should be tradition right there. For sure. It's like such a, I mean, a picture of being alive in Christ, alive with Christ. Boom. I mean, baptism is, it's such a rad, rad picture of that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what was sung and I don't remember what was said, but I definitely remember that there's people <laughs> mm-hmm. dunked and speaking of their new life. You know? Come on. That's good. That's good. Uh, well, dude, we didn't really plan to uh, talk about Good Friday and Easter. Do we want to? I know that there was a couple of things. There's a couple of things I do want to bring up. I'm I'm wondering if we save that for this next ep- next episode. Well, I was thinking there was a post about another church at Easter that was an interesting conversation oh. that we had today. Well, let's just keep this Easter themed. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been decided. It has been, it has been decided. Okay. Uh, let's. Do, yeah. So, what did you see? What's going on? So this kind of goes into a conversation we had about sort of the celebrity culture that oh, can happen yeah, in the yeah. church. And then, um, and sort of just what, our, what our posture should be as leaders in the church, but also like just we're participants in the body of Christ as well. And, um, there was a church, I was listening to a podcast, but there's a church that, um, in Hollywood, fairly like a pretty decent influential church. Um, they have put out music and have a lot of different resources, kind of a high art culture, um, celebrated in that congregation. And, um, the lead pastor was sharing a story about, um, he's friends with the designer, a well-known designer, Mm -hmm. um, that had been reaching out to him saying, Hey, I want you to, want you to wear these clothes. Like, I think they'd fit you and I think they'd look great. And the guy's going like, no, it's okay. But he kept kind of bugging him. The The designer did like, no, I really want you to. And the the designer's a believer and really wanted, goes to this church and really wanted to like hook up the pastor with wearing these clothes. And get his clothes wrapped. Get his clothes wrapped, you know. And, <laughs> and, and so the leader decided, oh, cool. He went, he found some stuff. It fit fit great and he's like oh i'm gonna wear it for easter like this is awesome and there was a post instagram post maybe it went in the twitter sphere i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um and people were like liking it saying like how cool it was for easter sweet time you know seeing the threads and the connection there like Mm -hmm. the design uh line was called eternals and the pastor that day had been talking about you know this eternal God coming down, like take, like so. There was like this. Mm. Mm. So his like clothes were preaching a sermon so I was too. Like, dude, yeah, yeah. yeah everything in word, thought, and deed was <laughs> coming out. So, but in the post, as it can happen, people started getting pretty ugly, and it escalated what? all the way to death threats. Mm. Um, so everything from like you should die now to witches saying they're casting spells to because of what he was wearing. Yeah, mm. it, and it really, I, I could see the the logical leap that yeah, someone made. Yeah, there. the first thread that started that leap all the way down to death threats and, <laughs> and casting spells was this is what's wrong with mega churches and celebrity culture, like or and okay. celebrity pastors. Because huh. here he is repping a company 
it's designer, it's super mm. expensive, it's super exclusive, and this is what's wrong okay. with the church. Mm. In light of all the Hillsong and, you know, all the other stuff that's coming out. Yeah. And so... This is what is wrong with the church, and what would make it right would be to kill this person. Yeah, because we love Jesus more, <laughs> so kill him. Yeah. Yeah. To make the church right again. <laughs> Just got to remove sin from our camp, you know? Like, yeah. So what are your thoughts? We hmm. Pastors wearing clothes from a friend. From a friend. Designer. Um, and these are not just, oh, nice clothes. These are specifically very expensive clothes, right? Is that part of the subtext here? But to, yeah. It's not just, oh, he's wearing cool clothes. It's Yeah. He didn't get those at Lowe's or, or not Lowe's, but I was thinking Kohl's. <laughs> Kohl's. <whatever>. Yeah. <laughs> if you're buying your clothes at Lowe's. That's probably some Carhartt stuff or something. Car- right? yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it's that. So let's start with that. Let's parse it out. Okay. Anything wrong with him wearing clothes, knowing that? I mean, there was a whole, there was a whole online thing like preachers and sneakers, right? Yeah, yeah. Give so the, some, some of the summarize art. that real quick. Uh, a guy started creating a, an account on Instagram or whatever to just he would see these celebrity. I'm doing air quote celebrity pastors wearing really nice sneakers or nice clothes. He'd take a snapshot of that and then like put a line item and be like, "Well, these are three thousand dollar tennis shoes or you like know. side by side, yeah, yeah side by side. Yeah. Like here's you know. how much those shoes that you see in this picture. Here's the Yep. Here's the listing for those yep. online. Yep. So preachers and sneakers. Um, so that kind of thing has already been happening. But so it's easy to jump to that conclusion. Whoa, that guy's wearing this X brand. Like, you know, that suits $20,000 or whatever. Um, so there's that piece. Anything wrong with him wearing that? Especially mm-hmm. knowing the backstory now that it's not actually his. He had to give it back. He His friend, like, really wanted him to wear it. It was a loner. Bless him in that, but it was a one-of-one still in a design, you know. And this pastor, again, loves the arts, has his own fashion line anyway. Like, for him, gosh, it's a really cool relationship and a big deal that he blessed me to let me wear that. Mm. Anything wrong with him wearing it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where do I begin, Dominic? (laughs) Where don't you? (laughs) I don't know, dude. Uh, I think the whole fact that this is a thing and that it's blowing up online or whatever, it went in this post and that both sides of it just annoy me. Mm. Uh, that's my initial kind of reaction to it. You know, part of me is just like, let the guy wear what he's going to wear. Why do we have to make a deal of this whole thing? But then I'm like, hey, you're you're a pastor. You're a shepherd. You have to consider what what you do, say, what you wear. I mean, it, all those things can be barriers into people receiving an, an un, you know, to receiving the gospel and to an undistracted message. And so part of me just thinks, man, like, I think we have to take a pers- perspective. I'm going meta here. Okay. Go, go. You know, cause I think that they answer to answer the question, anything wrong with it. It's too simple of a, I can't answer that simply. If I think you have to pan out and be, we have to think as terms of pastors and shepherds and we have to think as missionaries and he's in a very different culture as you mentioned mm-hmm. reaching very artistic people i'm supposing you know yeah, who would love that and are wearing the same things or yeah so i'm wondering how many of the people who are commenting on this post are the people who are part of that 
that local church. Right. And even if there were, I'm, I, yeah, you just, to me, it feels a little sloppy and a little, um, man, I mean, it, I, you kind of think of, you know, Paul and the eating of meat with, you know, the whole, that whole issue mm-hmm. and with, um, even the stuff with the, the conversations with, you know, with Peter, with Paul, like that whole thing of not causing a brother to stumble. And to me, there's just a point where you're like, do everything you can. Maybe this is the principle. Do everything that you can to minimize the amount of distraction and barriers that people are going to have in terms of hearing the good news. Mm. And I, I get it. There's like these cool blessing moments of, oh, here's a designer and wearing the clothes. And like, I, I Again, I don't even know right or wrong. I think you have to just think as a missionary um, and think in terms of being responsible for this flock and for the and, and honestly with social media and with with everything you you you're going to be opened up to a lot more criticism. A lot of people who all they see is just the post. Sure. And then you know, apparently it's it's bad for a pastor to have something nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is a rental, okay? Yeah. This is a rental. Yeah. But I don't know. Before I, just, I start my message, I just want you all to know <laughs> I didn't buy this. But I just, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, a, it's one of those things where I just think, okay, what is it that we are here to do? And let's do everything we can to minimize the amount of distraction, to give people, make it hard for people to complain. You know, and I get there's going to, no matter how much you do in that, how much of that mitigation that you do, there are going to be complaints. People are going to attack, um, and for whatever reason. Sure. And so that's not, it's not to minimize the amount of like attack and stuff. But I think when it comes to this particular issue and stuff, it, it to me, it feels like, yes, it, am I, am I free to do that? Yes. Um, but is it the wisest move right now? Like, I just know what pe- I know the heart of man. I know the, the, the proclivities and the tendencies that this will bring up. And I don't want the, the gospel to get, or the stuff to be dragged into this conversation around the gospel. I just want the gospel to stand out mm-hmm. and I want to do everything I can to just to be a vessel of that message. It's good. Okay. What are your thoughts? And well, what's, what's the, so the reason I, I'm trying to parse it out a little bit in my mind, cause is there anything wrong with it? I think, no, he didn't wear anything that was like, if he didn't know what it was, it just looked like normal clothes. Like if he just came on stage, it looks like he wore a suit for Easter, not out of place. Okay. Not out of place in their church. It didn't look so flashy where you're like, that's, you know, it's all bedazzled. It just looked like he's wearing like a. Like the picture that we saw of Elon Musk, those shoes that he was wearing <laughs> with, no, Ka- with yeah, Kanye. Yeah, no, it does, no, he just looks <laughs> like he's wearing like a, a beige shoes suit. Are, okay. Yeah. It looks like a beige suit. It all, it all, it has like a different unique design to it. But again, if I'm thinking Hollywood, like the aesthetic of who he's bringing, it's mm-hmm. true to himself. So it's not out of place. It's part of the culture he's created. Anything wrong with it? I don't think so. I, I, I think taking the next step though, and taking a picture of it, mm-hmm. posting it in social media, then there's, then you open yourself up to a little bit of things and then letting people know what you're wearing, thanking the guy. So nothing even really wrong in that per se, of like he's thanking this guy, but it's sort of like it's in his own personal e- his own personal Instagram too. Are you mm. looking at it now? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking it up. 
I wish I wish there was video so you could see his face uh, when he saw it. Like you're dude, not, what? Yeah, the, I would literally never wear this. That's that's <laughs> that's what I thought too. But so again, it's I think it became more about like one. He posted. It literally looks like Obi Wan Kenobi with a with 100%. a with a, a, a like a suit. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It's like take Obi Wan Kenobi's robe and turn it into yes. a three piece suit. But again, it's like their vibe. That's their aesthetic. It's his own personal thing. I think where the question for me becomes. Anything wrong with him posting it? Mm-hmm. And then um, is the person who's responding or are the people who are responding part of his congregation, part of that culture, or are they trying to go after like just numbers and repost that, say something mm. antagonistic towards it? And antagonistic. 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 <laughs> That's antagonistic. It's antagonistic. <laughs> <laughs> Antagonistic towards him, and then uh, I think it's the name of this episode. Yeah, it should Antagonasty. be antagonistic. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah. You know. So I, I don't. Again, I I don't think like wearing that. I go. I'd never wear that. But does he have freedom and liberty to wear that? For sure, one hundred percent. Wear that. Yeah. It's not a stumbling block. It's not a you know nothing. Ah. Nothing about it screams like whoa. You're real. You know. Again, he's not bedazzled. If you watch Coachella, he's not. He didn't come out in like Harry Styles' outfit, where it's like oh, <laughs> totally. You know, mm. it, it's nothing like that. It, but you did open yourself up to when you posted on social media, and that's the other part. I would just ask, like, should he have posted it? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I, I just. I mean, if he didn't, then we wouldn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> Thank I mean, we would just have to talk about everything else we normally talk about, but, um, yeah, it's a, that's an interesting question. Okay. Let's just make this more personal here. Do you have anything more to say about this particular nope. thing? And are you intentionally not saying his name and or just kind of, yeah, yeah, okay. Just, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think my heart is like, my, my goal is not to bash a leader for it. their decisions, but there are questions that they, they force a question to maybe at a different degree or lesser scale, we have to ask the question of like, how do we become good stewards of the platform, whatever our platform is Mm -hmm. um, to not hinder the gospel from being heard and communicated and to not draw unnecessary attention to ourselves. Although it's unavoidable. It is. Okay. So let's bring this home to like, I mean, a more practical thing for us, you know, the, what what is allowed and what is not allowed in even in the local church of uh, to wear you know what because there are there are many times where we'll get feedback about something that we're wearing like oh sure. someone's wearing a hat on stage um, you know if you're wearing shorts hat uh, not a collared shirt do we like what do we wear what are we allowed to wear what is what's cultural what is um, just kind of a leftovers of someone's um, their upbringing and their, their religious background. I don't know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause this is not just a, Oh, that was too expensive. What is this guy doing wearing <laughs> this stuff? Um, it's also for whatever reason, what we wear, uh, is that it matters to some degree sure. to people. So I don't know necessarily, I just want to kind of open up that little can of worms. Uh, you and I, we've, we've been on the receiving end of different feedback, you know, just yep. of the things that we've worn. Like, so, what do we do with that? Is there, what's the principle? I guess I'm asking, what's the issue first? Help me, help me uh, unpack that. What we're talking about here. What's the issue that I'm actually, I'm swirling around, like trying to figure out what, <laughs> what's the question in the topic, but 
Uh, help me out, Dom. I'm, I'm, I'm in need of, of help here. I'll just shut up. Lord, I need you. <laughs> well, I, I think in that specific instance, and then probably the topics that it brings up for me are, you mentioned one in jest, but I think it's actually a real thing. Like, as a minister, should he be wearing something that nice? Like, clearly you can't, you know, would that be okay if he could afford that suit and decided that's how he chose to spend his money? Mm-hmm. Um there's something with that. I think there's like a pre-qualifier where it's like, you know, Oh, I got a new pair of shoes, but I got them at the outlet. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, just to be clear, they're only $30. You know, they're no, I'm not on preacher and sneakers. Like why is that? That can be a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. I, I think for, for a lot of us in ministry, I think where it's like, no, I did shop at Kohl's. No, it's not Armani exchange or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. Why is that a thing? But then there's also some churches that would really love to know probably more of a prosperity gospel. They want to know that their pastor can wear that because then that means they could wear that someday too. Yeah. So I think there's something around the... They're practicing what they're preaching. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But there is something around like, what is the expectation for somebody in ministry? Like, do you have a nice car or is the assumption that your car should probably be like broken down and yeah. on, on like, you know, the tires are all flat and yeah, <laughs> cause, cause that's what it should be. Yeah. So I think there's some expectation for that and That's probably a longer conversation. I think the other part is like, w- to what degree do we, uh, make ourselves all things to all people? And what degree do we say we don't want to be a stumbling block from the gospel being presented? There you go. Yeah. And I think that's probably more of the fun conversation to have. <laughs> um, yeah. and, but it's also impossible. So I think the things that I would say would be like exegete your culture. So what's going on there? Mm-hmm. Right. So we talk about something like being at a camp, right? If you're at a camp and it's all high schoolers and it's, you're doing wreck and you're getting sweaty. Is it weird to wear a hat and shorts and a tank top on stage? Yeah, probably not. Cause that's what the environment is. Yeah. Are you in a community where it's white collar? Most people are used to kind of getting dressed up nice in culture and you wear that same outfit that probably stands out and probably becomes a, a point of contention for people. Some might take it to a theological topic, like you shouldn't be wearing that, like in terms of you're not allowed to have your head covered or whatever like that. But mm-hmm. um, but I think just like culturally, like would that make sense? So Encinitas, I, I shared over our lunch, like what I wear in Encinitas is very different than what I'd wear in the Bay Area. And it wasn't like I changed who I was as a person. It's just you take notice of what's happening in your culture. Like who I was interfacing with when I was in the Bay Area where businessmen and women used to wearing collared shirts and suits and slacks. And so even a staff meeting, you'd never see anybody in shorts and a tank top and a hat. Mm. Like as a staff, we like missionaries of our culture. <laughs> like there was a, a sense of like, you sort of dress the part of where you were at. Yeah. Because you wanted to be able to like minister to people and that community probably wouldn't even listen to you if you were wearing flip-flops and a hat and a, you know short it just was the reality of where they're at you know yeah, yeah um so you have to take notice of that gosh like i'm not trying to change myself but i'm also trying to be like a missionary in here so that i can come to a place to have a conversation with that person yeah 
my lifestyle can't match that same lifestyle. So I'm not driving the Maserati and the whatever, but there is a sense of like to the degree that I can, that makes sense and is appropriate. I can meet you where you're at. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that the idea of a missionary mindset that that helps become a principle for sure Mm -hmm. of how do we kind of answering the question, what is right or wrong here? And I think again, there's, there's, it's like the idea of like liberty in all things, right? Of just, um, are things, all things are permissible, are all things beneficial? Mm-hmm. You know, like we have to, it's contextual. Mm-hmm. And when we lead with love, when we lead with this idea of, I want to, I want to do everything I can, uh, to, to minimize the barriers to the gospel, then I'm going to, you know, yes, do I want to wear a hat? Do I feel free to? Yeah, sure. I, I but out of love, I don't want a, a stupid hat, you know, my outfit. Uh, to become a thing that would would limit the gospel being able to be received without distraction, you know. And again, it's not all we can't control all of that. But as a missionary, it's like we're in this in this culture. We are looking for what are the ways in which people relate. What is the what are the cultural norms, and let's let's leverage those to be all things to all people, so that we may reach a few. Right. And, yeah. It and the hard part again is like. To what degree do you do that? And and in our local churches, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed crowd of totally. <laughs> where there's going to be people with different opinions. It's not just like you step into a culture and everyone's the same. We all get it. Hats are okay. or No, no hats are not, not okay. As you can tell, I have a thing with hats. <laughs> <laughs> tell me more about those hats, Matt. <laughs> my hat wearing is cyclical uh, to my haircut um, mm-hmm. timeline. You know, so there's a point I get a haircut. I'm like, I'm fine without the hat. And then, you know, a week in, week and a half in, I'm like, okay, it's time to pull out the hat. Yep. Just, you know, it's just a part of. It's part of what it is. Part of what it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, it's complicated just even in the midst of a local congregation. And then you think about everyone, their upbringing, their, their background, what kind of church they, they uh, grew up in. Okay. So what, what do you, how do you respond to the thing of like, we need to honor God with the, what we wear, uh, you know, that it's dishonoring to wear a hat or wear this inside a church service or be on stage with that because of it's, it's not honoring to God. Uh, disagree, (laughs) (laughs) but that's not good enough for me. Yeah. I mean, honoring to God, I think, in all things, we want to like we want to. Um, and this isn't just a straw man here. No, no, no. I, no, I feel no. like that's it's not a straw man. I for me, I, my simple answer is I disagree with that. Like, I think, like the homeless person could walk into our room, and that would be we want to welcome you, and you mm. are a part of here. We want the person who's full tats sitting next to the person who would never get a tattoo, mm-hmm. and I want the person who just got out of the surf, who's wearing their board shorts and still a little wet and smells like salt sitting next to the person in the three-piece suit. And the fact that they're there and gathering, you can bring honor to God in different ways. The way you dress, um, there's certain occasions, right? So if I'm on a job interview, I'm not going to come, you know, we're going to coach people to say like, bro, you should probably put a suit on for that interview versus like yeah, (laughs) come out of the surf. And, you know, (laughs) so there's certain things that are appropriate. And like, I think culturally, again, they should make sense in Mm. the different settings. But the idea of like, you're dishonoring God for the person that is in rags to the person that has means to wear whatever they want. And most of us do, right? 
like we represent the affluent that we could go into our closet and pull up any number of shirts and pants and designs and jackets and shoes and, and we can make those kinds of decisions. But the idea of that, like you have to wear a three piece suit, I think is more a cultural thing than a biblical mandate to, to Mm -hmm. show up like that. So, um, Mm. that's a little more drawn out right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love what you're describing there. Just the man, let's not get consumed with what the, you know, the outward appearances, um, let's look beyond that. And I love the idea of a room specifically speaking about uh, a Sunday gathering Mm -hmm. um, that you would see that kind of expression of there just, there would be all of those, what you just, just just described. And it's kind of a picture of what the gospel is able to do. It's able to bring together what the world would tend to separate Mm -hmm. and it would separate, separate and segregate based on outward appearances. And I love the picture that the, that a church can provide of a coming together uh, that is, it goes beyond um, you know, our economic status, what we're wearing, what we're, you know, how we were raised, our, yeah. our race, our, all of the different things that we, we parse out and separate and segregate as a culture that the, the church can be a picture of what the gospel is able to do. It's one of the things why I've always thought it's, and I get the, this is a, you know, a topic for a different episode, but you know, the different, the churches that have different musical, um, like, the first service is contemporary. The second service is um, the hymns are traditional. And I get it's like an easy solution to what can be an ongoing bickering fight and stuff. But man, when, or if they've got different venues with all different kinds of musical Mm -hmm. things, that's, that's cool too. There's, there's pros to that, but I also love this picture of let the, let the Sunday gathering be a picture and an expression and a demonstration of the power of the gospel to unify and to bring together what we always separate yeah and that that goes for like i think this entire this topic here is that comes down to um i mean leading with love and uh looking beyond the appearances and not making a big deal about about those things or making um as we think about what what can i do what should i do well i'm going to do whatever i can for the, the the big picture the why to to minimize the roadblocks to the gospel it's not always like just a clear, easy answer. No, yeah. But it is a guiding a guiding principle. Yeah. I, I think of like we're giving we're giving up preference and we're like we're gonna what we prefer and we're gonna defer to our brother and sister. So I, I think there's that's the principle. The gathering specifically is not about me and what I get out of it at that point. Like it's actually not the point. Mm. <laughs> you know. Uh, if that were true, we're not doing the music that I would prefer. We're not in a venue that I prefer. Uh, we're not at a time <laughs> slot that I would prefer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it may not even be on the day that I prefer. You know, it's like, it's not about preference at that point. I'm, it's deference to the brother and sister and, and loving and mm-hmm. and uh, and serving each other and loving each other in that way. So it comes down to dress. It can for sure. Um comes down to what we post <laughs> and what we talk about. And, mm. but those are not the That's things that I want to get yeah. consumed in, but they are the things that tend to consume us a little bit or detract us from what the hope that we would be doing. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else to say? Do we're no, man. that went longer than I thought. 
Dude. Dude. Yaki, yakisoba on. and ramen. <laughs> oh. we're, we're rocking it. Feel this. Yes. All right. Well, listeners, let us know what you think about what we think. <laughs> Hit us up. On the Twitter sphere. <laughs> on the Twitter sphere. Grow Love Live Pod. And uh, Girl of Live at gmail.com. Two great little places for you to drop in your encouragement for us. Keyword encouragement for us. Uh, all caps <laughs> encouragement. All caps. No, but uh, Dom, I like the hat you're wearing today. It's good. Thanks, Maddie. <laughs> like your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, well, that I love that, that conversation. And again, there's a lot of different things that um, we all have to think through, like contextualize what it is. Where has God placed us? And the opportunities that we have to reach people in our context. And so let's do it. Let's make much of Jesus today. We love you guys. Love you.